Lock and load. This is GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. The leader in the fight to reclaim and expand our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. Here's your host, Executive Director of GeorgiaCarry.org, Jerry Henry. Welcome to GeorgiaCarry.org's Radio Hour. This is our first show this new year, and we hope it goes quite well. Hopefully it will, but you never know how, how bad I'm going to fool uh, foul things up. I uh, just want to say I hope everybody had a really good New Year's Eve and a good New Year's Day. Um, I spent my normal um, lifeless New Year's Eve party at the house, as I always do. Somebody woke me up in time to see the New Year come in, see the peach drop, and everything was uh, everything was pretty cool after that. Then went right back to bed. Uh, and... Uh, Actually, in my life, there have been very few memorable New Year's Eves that, uh, that I've been involved in. Uh, and this one wasn't a whole lot more memorable, but I will tell you that uh, the Rose Bowl on January the 1st was very memorable. That was a game that um, I don't normally watch the Rose Bowl. Uh, it just It's not my brand of football particularly. Normally, don't have good teams that I, I follow in there. But obviously, this year they had two teams, one that I really like and one that I despise. The one I despise is Oklahoma. Being from Texas and being a University of Texas fan, uh, the Sooners were always a thorn in our backside, and uh, almost as bad as Alabama's been in Georgia's here in the last few years. But uh, I was happy to see them get beat. I was happy to see Georgia win. And the way Georgia won is uh, just unremarkable. I mean, it just well, not unremarkable. It's, it's remarkable. It's, it's unbelievable. The uh, the way they came back and the way they never stopped fighting, even though it looked like they were looked like they were going to be blown out, then it looked like they were going to win fairly easily, and then the next thing you know, they're behind again, and they came back and won it in double over triple overtime, double overtime. Okay, um, and that was uh, that was due in part due to the fact that we. Uh, blocked that field goal again uh, that was another play just seemed like georgia this year every time they've needed to play they've come up with one they um you know when they started off they had big high hopes for the for jason eason being the quarterback because he was such a good quarterback and he got hurt in the first game all of a sudden we're stuck with a with a true freshman quarterback that's never played down to college football and <laughs> Monday night he'll be starting in the national championship football game, and he has played just just unbelievable for uh, for somebody who's uh, who is that young uh, and basically inexperienced at the college level. Of course, he's not inexperienced now. He's done a pretty good job of getting that behind him. At any rate, Monday night should be a, a very good game, and uh, from what I understand, uh, today is uh, today is Friday. I'm I'm taping this one. Uh, because the fact that it's about 17 degrees down here, we don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow, and I'm going to try to lay in bed as long as I can on Saturday morning this week. But today has been proclaimed as uh, Georgia Bulldogs Day by Governor Deal, and everybody's supposed to wear red and black. And I'm sitting here across the street from Georgia Tech, and I'm going to tell you, there ain't a whole lot of red on that, except red noses and red ears from being out in the cold. But uh, at any rate, it, it's good to get everybody involved, everybody hyped up in it, and it's uh, 
I expect it to be a really good game, and I uh, hope you uh, hope you get to watch it. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, basically, I hope your team wins. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, and I think the Bulldogs are going to come out on top. But I've been wrong before, uh, and my pocketbook can prove that. Uh, and one thing is for sure about Monday night. Uh, well, Monday, basically, it's almost any time on Monday. The traffic in Atlanta is going to be horrific, and especially around the stadium. Uh, also, the weather forecast right now is for freezing rain during the game. So that's not going to make anything better. And I, the traffic may not clear out till till uh, Tuesday or so. So if you're going to be in that area and you're not going to the game, try to find another area to get into. This It's just not going to be easy. The, the governor and the city basically are acting like they're getting ready to declare a state of emergency and asking people to leave work early and allowing people to go home early and things of that nature just to to get people out of the area so uh it, it's going to be a mess uh, especially with the president coming in here of course if if they'd thought to build a stadium with a roof that opens they could have brought him in by helicopter but i think they thought about it but didn't work uh so at any rate uh we'll move on to to other things besides football, although I, that is still a game. It's hard for me to get off my mind. Uh, the city of Atlanta, once again, are trying to to make up their own rules about gun control. For the peach drop, they stated on their website that uh, they would not allow firearms into the park to watch the, the uh, peach drop. And the way they're trying to get around this is they're uh, – they're allowing someone else to put the, put it on, put the show on instead of the city of Atlanta, and then they're trying to claim that it's private property. Well, that's not the case, and, and Atlanta cannot stop you from carrying a firearm in the park. In 2009, we got an injunction against them, a permanent injunction against the city of Atlanta, from barring people from carrying firearms in their city parks. So if they do that, it's wrong. They they were in violation of the preemption law then, and they'll be in violation of the preemption law now. So uh, if if you were at the the uh, peach drop, and if you were turned away because of firearms uh, in your possession, uh, we'd like to hear about that because uh, we uh, we think that we can uh, make a very good case on them uh, being in contempt of court. Now that was for the peach drop, and of course, as I said. What they've been trying to do with that is they they want it to be to look like it's private property because they let somebody else put the show on. As you know, we have a, a uh, lawsuit right now against the botanical gardens here in Atlanta over the very same thing. That being, the city owns the property; it's leased to the botanical gardens. Uh, HB sixty in twenty fourteen made it illegal for public property that is leased by a private entity to ban firearms from that facility. So we're waiting for that decision, which uh, we've been kind of led to believe is going to be coming up before long, uh, and uh, then we'll see what happens with that. There's a good chance that whatever that decision is, it will be um, appealed. I know if we lose, we'll appeal it, and it may wind up in the state Supreme Court before it's decided. But at any rate, uh, they... uh, they seem to have forgotten about the uh, permanent injunction against carrying in the firearms, uh, firearms in the park. Now, along with that, that was last week. Now, this week, we've got the 
the championship game coming. And a big article in the uh, by the AP says that Atlanta police, the title is Atlanta police, please no guns in cars at championship game. Well, guess what, guys? <laughs> That's all they can do. They can't legally do anything else except say, please don't do that. Because, once again, uh, it, it is uh, state law that you can carry a, vehicle, a gun in your car. And you don't have to have a license to have a vehicle in your, uh, or to have a, a firearm in your vehicle, provided you're not prohibited from owning that firearm. And now they're trying to tell you, well, you've got to leave your guns at home. You can't even bring them up here to the parking lot for the championship game. Now, you know and I know that regardless of what you want to say, when you've got that many people around, there are going to be some things happening. And, uh, of course, if it happens, according to the city of Atlanta, it'll be the gun's fault, as usual. It won't be the person's fault that, that started it. So um, we, uh, we want to remind you of that as well. If you uh, have any trouble there for having a firearm in your car, of course, no one should see it. But if there is any kind of searches or anything goes on, we would certainly like to know about that as well. Uh, because that, too, would be a violation of your rights. Uh, the city seems to think and has thought, especially under Mayor Kasim Reed, that he could do whatever he wanted to with firearms. And he, he was told differently, and uh, Shirley Franklin was told differently. And now it looks like his uh, successor is uh, kind of following the same steps. So uh, just, just remember that you can have a your gun in your vehicle uh, in the parking lots. Anytime you want to, uh, unless it, it is a uh, unless it is a guarded lot that will not allow you access that you don't have access to, you can have a gun in your car. So uh, don't don't listen to them. Uh, just you know, don't be as usual. Don't don't go off and get uh, get mad, get arrested, get in trouble. Don't want to get handcuffed. But if someone should stop you there, or if someone stopped you at the at the peach drop. What you should do with that is any encounter, you should take all the information that you can from the person who uh, you had the encounter with. Badge, number, name, etc. Everything that you can find, take it and, uh, and keep that for future reference. Uh, otherwise, it could turn into a he said, she said, which we really don't want to do. Got several things coming up here we're going to talk about. And here in about, uh, well, in the last segment, I'm going to call Mark Walters. He's written a really nice article about uh, about the coming year and what we need to do. And we're going to discuss that article with him and close the program out. So it should be a good, uh, pretty good, pretty good program. Uh, I want to remind you, uh, GeorgiaCarry.org, that's us. We're the uh, premier gun rights group in the state of Georgia. We've made all the changes in the gun laws that have been made in the last uh, 10 years. And we continue to do so. Go to our website, www.georgiacarry.org. You can join. It's $20 a year, $500 for life member. You can contact us. You can follow us at GeorgiaCarry. You can follow me at GotYourBack64 on Twitter. You can download the, pub, the commercial-free podcast on our website as well as here at Newstalk1160.com. And we will be right back. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. This beautiful 
Saturday, uh, January the 16th, downtown Atlanta. Uh, cold. Hmm. Uh, if you're a well digger, you ought to know just about how cold it is down here. Uh, got, got some good news I want to talk about. Um, you know, for years we have heard the, the antis, the gun prohibitionists, say that, well, guns are too easy to get. You can go right on the Internet and order them right off the Internet and get them that afternoon almost. Uh, not true. Uh, the GAO, that's the Government uh, Administration Office, administra- the part of the uh, GSO. At any rate, it's, like it's government investigators tried 72 times to illegally purchase guns on the surface web, and that means not the dark web. They were unable to procure a single weapon out of 72 times. They put out a report on it, and I'm going to read a little bit from the report. I try not to read a whole lot because uh, then it doesn't sound like I know what I'm talking about. But uh, this is from the report uh, from GAO. Government Assets 690-688-535.ptf. It'll be in an update coming out soon. But tests performed on the surface web demonstrated that private sellers that we contacted on gun forums and other classified ads were unwilling to sell a firearm to an individual who appeared to be prohibited from possessing a firearm. Of the 72 attempts agents made to purchase firearms on the surface web, 56 sellers refused to complete a transaction. 29 sellers stated that they would not ship a firearm, and 27 refused after the disclosure of an undercover's identity stated prohibited status. Furthermore, in five of the 72 attempts, the accounts GAO set up were frozen by the website, which prevented the agent from using the forms and attempting to make a purchase. Now, we have been told year after year after year after year, and we'll be told probably again this year that the guns are too easy to get. You can go to the website, you can order them on the Internet, and voila, it'll show up at your door magically. Well, that's not the case. The, the truth is that if you go on the website and, and go to, to the legal websites, such as what these guys went to, which is the uh, the uh, um, surface web, not the dark web, if you go there and try to buy a firearm, unless it's somebody that lives in the same town as you and states don't require background checks, you will not get that firearm from anybody on the Internet without going through a background check. If I order one from a, uh, an Internet company in California, they will want to know an FFL dealer here in Georgia that they can ship it to, when it gets here, I have to go down and fill out the, the uh, ATF form 4473, just like I would if I went down to that ATF and purchased a firearm from him. The same laws apply, and the same processes are included. So anytime you hear anybody say, that, oh, you can go on the website and get it, they don't know what they're talking about. And, uh, in fact, they're probably lying to you because you can't do it. It's... Uh, they may not be lying to you because they may not know. They may think because uh, people like the moms and Evertown for gun safety, etc., those people uh, have told them, so therefore it's the truth. You know, a lot of people don't, don't have time to go look for the truth. They find somebody they like or somebody they want to listen to, and whatever they say, that's, the, that's what happens. So 
Uh, anytime you hear that, back them up in the corner and tell them, no, you can't do it. Uh, the, um, it, it just it doesn't right. And it, this should prove once and for all that the gun prohibitionists are wrong, and they won't admit it. They will continue to spread misinformation in order to deny your God-given and constitutionally enumerated rights for to uh, keep and bear arms. So uh, don't put up with it. Got another good, uh, this is a feel-good story about as well. It's, it's, uh, it's one that I kind of get tired of, of repeating where somebody goes out and does something bad and gets shot over it. Uh, in uh, Gwinnett County, Craigslist deal goes sour. I suspect shot, and two of them are jailed. And uh, basically, a victim opened fire at uh, armed robberies during a Craigslist deal for a cell phone on New Year's Eve out in Gwinnett County. Now, first off, I don't think anybody should tell you enough enough things go on with Craigslist that you have to be very careful when you're when you're on there when you're uh, scanning a an ad or when you're having an ad scan for you uh you just don't you don't want to do that it's just uh it's not a good thing if you want to uh complete a complete a deal with craigslist uh, go to the police station go out in the parking lot in front of the police station let them know what's going on and uh, uh just just remember that there's an awful lot of crimes on that are uh, created due to listings on craigslist and and similar situations similar uh, craig uh, similar list so, again, you need to be aware of what's going on in your surroundings. Another good story this year, uh, the uh, title sounds rather good to me at any rate, 2017 is the second best year for gun sales in history. Now, everybody said that, well, we got the, the Trump lull, so we're not going to be selling as many guns, we're not going to be buying as many guns, and, and they're right, we didn't as many. Uh, but the uh, next check uh, conducted last year, 25,235,215 checks. Now, as you're aware, that's more than 25 million guns because it may be multiple purchases, uh, and it may be uh, it may be a gun that was bought with someone with a valid firearms license that didn't have to go through the background check. So the numbers are a whole lot more than that twenty five million. Uh, but that's the number of checks that were done. Now that's about two and a half, two point three million checks fewer than twenty sixteen. But it's also nearly two point one checks more than twenty fifteen, which was the third best year. So just because uh, the uh, gun prohibitionist Barack Obama has left office doesn't mean that we've quit buying guns or that others have quit buying guns. Everybody I know uh, that uh, hasn't bought enough guns or hasn't bought a gun lately is because they either have enough guns, which is not too likely, or they don't have enough money. Uh, You run out of guns or money at some point in time. And with me, it's always money. I, I just I don't think I could run out of, of enough guns that I'd like to, get, uh, to purchase. But uh, at any rate, uh, this is just more proof that uh, there is no Trump slump, that guns are still selling. They're not selling as good as they were in 2016, but they're still selling. And they will continue to sell. It's, it's just not a, 
not a big deal. Now, um, uh, Alan Gottlieb makes a statement that gun sales were down from 2016 because the threat to gun rights, which drives demand, was no longer being driven by attacks on gun ownership from Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. And Allen says he expects uh, sales to remain near historic highs in the coming year. And uh, I think that they will probably stay in about the same place as well. I don't see anybody I don't see anybody dropping off from owning or using a firearm or training with firearms, but uh, I do see um, I do see them kind of dropping out of a lot of activism and, and we're going to talk about that in the fourth, uh, fourth segment. Um, our good friend AWR Harkins has written a uh, an article entitled Top Defen- uh, 25 Defensive Gun Uses in 2017. And he goes through a list. And he, as we know, um, 25 defensive uses in a single year is is a smidgen. I mean, it just that's not even a rounding error. That we all know that there's, uh, there's over 2,000 uh, 2, or so a day used. But he highlighted several instances, and, and it's a good article. You can, you can get from him at Breitbart.com or at, uh, you can get him off of uh, Twitter at AWR Hawkins. Uh, but he, he does highlight these. And, and you know, again, the, uh, the antis are saying that no, uh, no one has ever, no good guy with a gun has ever stopped a bad guy with a gun. Well, here's 25 pretty good instances. And there's a whole lot more instances that are not reported because the guns were not actually used in in doing anything. The guns were just shown, people found out they had guns and they left. They don't want to uh they don't want to face somebody with a gun. They don't want to, they want the upper hand. If they don't have the upper hand, they're not real happy. And uh one of the things that that AWR points out in this article is things that you've heard us say and things that you've probably said, things that I say all the time. The Second Amendment is not about duck hunting or plinking, but it's about protecting our lives and liberty from threats as they arise. The top defensive gun uses for 2017 shows that law-abiding Americans understand this and are putting their guns to good use. So remember that when you go out, stay armed, stay prepared. I remind you one more time, we're coming to the close of this segment. Go to georgiacarry.org, our website. You can join, you can renew you can find anything that we won't have ever done on our website. You can follow me at Got Your Back 64. You can follow us at Georgia Carey on Twitter. Uh, membership fee is $20 a year. You can go to our website and download the commercial free podcast as well as at Newstalk1160.com. And we will be right back. And now, back. To GeorgiaCarry.org radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's executive director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio hour. Jerry Henry here again uh, in this first week of the new year. Uh, I want to remind you a couple of things too. The uh, General Assembly starts next Monday, not this coming Monday, a week from Monday. Uh, and um, no, it, yeah. No, it is this coming Monday. Sorry. Uh, and they will be spending a lot of time right off the bat working on the budget. And we will see gun bills coming on down the road. There's an awful lot of anti-gun bills in there that we don't expect to go anywhere. Uh, and uh, there will be some pro-gun bills in there that we will work on and push and try to try to pass to help us uh, 
uh, get a little more freedom here in the state of Georgia. A uh, couple of articles that I have here that I want to talk about was uh, the bad. You know, it's, this is not only bad to me, this is kind of disturbing, extremely disturbing, in fact. A uh, 16-year-old charged in elderly man's homicide. This is Nashville, Tennessee. Police arrested a 16-year-old girl in connection with shooting death of an elderly man in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, 16 years old, and they're going around shooting people. Girls? This is a girl that did this. Uh, and you you kind of wonder what's going on in this world when you see that happening. And this girl is the 12th person to be arrested for murder last year in uh, in Nashville. 12 kids. Now, there's an awful lot of kids in Nashville, and, and 12 is not a big number, but 12 teenagers committing murder? I mean, uh, you, you have to kind of sit back every once in a while and wonder, what's this world coming to? Obviously, that's not the gun's fault. The gun's going to get blamed on it, but it's not the gun's fault. It is society's fault. It is a societal problem that is getting worse and worse. It seems that the, the crimes are being committed by people younger and younger and younger every year. Uh, the examples that are being set for these people is just apparently uh, non-existent. And we need, to, we need to start thinking about, as a society, what we do to curb crime. We have a crime problem in this country. Uh, we don't have a, a gun problem. We have a crime problem. And uh, until society starts addressing that problem and gets off trying to deny our rights to carry to defend ourselves, uh, we're going to continue to have these things happen. And this is, this is, like I said, this is just extremely disturbing to think that a 16-year-old girl is going to go around and shoot an old man or shoot anybody. I mean, it, it doesn't matter, but especially going around shooting an elderly man who was doing nothing. He went out to to, uh, to his, uh, the, the street to uh, get his garbage can and was shot. Give that a little bit of thought. That's that's just like I said. I don't I don't understand it. Um, there were there's a kind of an ugly thing here to me. It's a it's a it's a story that's written by uh, one of my least favorite authors, but uh, it's in the it's in the paper anyway. It's uh, uh, Emily uh, wrote this and. Uh, say I don't care too much for most of you know why but at any rate here's the story here are the five worst uh, the title is here are the five worst fake news reports on guns in 2017 uh, you know the the uh, the mainstream media uh, will they just refuse to be uh, defeated and they have exposed their anti-gun bias more than ever this year. And Emily uh, points out um, five different instances. The national newspaper and the left-wing news uh, TV networks continue to churn out unbalanced reports on gun crime and laws, refusing to learn accurate terminology. And here are some of the worst fake news. The first one you'll probably remember, uh, USA Today, uh, after the uh, after the church shooting with the AR-15 in Texas, somebody came up with a joke about uh, 
about uh, some of the modifications that you could put on an AR-15. And so they published this story saying that you could put a chainsaw uh, on the front of that AR-15. It just, and then it went on beyond that. There were there was a list of uh, chainsaw bayonets, a uh, list of bayonets that you could put on this farm, and uh, it got completely out of hand, as you would think. It started laughing. Everybody enjoyed it and mocked it out loud. And uh, they... Uh, they they just went overboard with it. But they seem to think that that's okay. Well, anybody knows it. I wouldn't mind having a chainsaw attachment out in front of mine just to get me through the woods. But uh, chainsaws are cotton-picking heavy, and you have to start it every time you use it. And it's not like pulling the trigger. You you know, you you just it's, – it's so impractical, it's unreal. The whole thing was totally fake. But yet USA put that out as a true story. Uh Number two was CNN. Uh, after the Republicans uh, were shot up up there in uh, in Virginia at the uh, while they were practicing for the baseball game, or uh, might have been softball, but at any rate, they were practicing for the game. Uh, the entire article uh, is an interview, not an article, not a news story. It's an interview with the president of Brady campaign. Uh, there was not a news report, and not one pro-gun, Second Amendment group, or activists for any of those were asked for any of their questions. Everything came from the Brady Group. But yet this is the uh, the type thing that we have to look at. In fact, this is where the uh, uh, CNN is the place where Jim Acosta, the senior White House correspondent, tweeted that since Sandy Hook... There have been at least 1,552 mass shootings with at least 1,767 people killed and 6,227 wounded. Another fake story. That's totally false. It is not, it did not happen, it has not happened, yet CNN and Jim Acosta refuse to withdraw that story. Uh, NBC News um, published an article five years after uh, the Sandy Hook massacre that Congress had passed no new gun control laws even when Barack Obama was in office. And that part is true, aside from the backdoor regulations that the White House put in. But NBC gives every reason for this except fact-based one. The reason Congress didn't pass more gun control laws is that no one has ever been proven to reduce one single gun crime. Instead, NBC put the blame on the anti-gun groups uh, not being unified against us, the powerful NRA and the powerful gun lobbying group. And uh, that would come to a, a big surprise to all of us, the Second Amendment Foundation gun owners and, and all pro-Second uh, Amendment organizations who sit here every day and see that we're being outspent billions to... Uh, to try to get, take our rights away. We don't have anywhere near the, the money that they have. Bloomberg didn't say anything about Bloomberg's millions that he puts in every day uh, to um, Everytown Gun Safety uh, and all the other groups that he has, uh, that he is, is spending money on trying to uh, sway the story his way so that we don't have to, so that they'll think that it's all the gun fault and, and we're the ones that are, are being, uh, we're the ones that are out there buying 
our freedoms or buying uh, the fact that the Second Amendment is a good, good thing. The Economist is number four. It was once a reliable source of information on economics and finance, but this gun story makes it clear that they're now a partisan tool of the left. In a November story about the tragic shooting in Texas, the Economist states mass shooting data from Mother Jones, a far-left outlet. Anybody who's been there understands that one, rather than government agencies. Then the reporter writes that the shooter used an AR-15, which was prohibited in 1994 but legalized in 2004 when America's assault weapons ban expired. That's kind of true, but it's not the whole story. The ban expired because Congress determined it was not effective in decreasing the number of crimes or homicides by rifle. The readers left with a false impression that a lack of gun ban was directly responsible for the uh, terrible uh, church shooting, which is what the left always does. They say it's the gun's fault. It's not ever the guy that was pulling the trigger. Uh, And the last one was Associated Press. Almost every uh, media in the country uses the uh, Associated Press and its wire services to supplement or replace their stories. Uh, there was one There was one story uh, recently or last year that had uh, a guy that killed himself with a 40-millimeter uh, pistol. So we all know that's not true, but at any rate, uh, it, that was corrected to be a 40 caliber. Uh, so uh, the problem is that they continue to, to replace the, or uh, put these stories out in front of us when they're not true. I want to remind you one more time, go to georgiacarry.org. Uh, you can sign up. You can uh, read everything we've ever done. You can contact me, contact the board members. Uh, you can um, download the uh, commercial-free podcast there as well as here at Newstalk1160.com. And we will be right back with Mark Walters in our last segment of the day. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with GeorgiaCarry.org's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. Welcome back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. This is our last segment for the day. And uh, I wanted to, I told you I'm bringing Mark Walters on, and I am, but there's one thing I want to discuss. I want to bring up. I don't really want to discuss it. I just think it's it's another horrible situation that we find ourselves in today with government. Uh, There's a Georgia state representative, a Democrat, has filed legislation to address education on tampon use and the risk of such. I can think of very few things in my life that I need to spend any kind of time on. My, you know, my wife has done that with the kids. We all know what it is. I've read about it. I need a nut. I don't need to spend time wasting government time to pass a bill to do this or to discuss a bill. At any rate, just thought I would throw that in there to show you how sometimes things get just a little bit ridiculous uh, in trying to control our everyday lives. Uh, I want to welcome to this program right now Mr. Mark Walters, the syndicated host of Armed American Radio uh, and um, Daily Defense Drive, uh, who has been on here a couple of times before. I've been on his program. We talk back and forth, and we always have a good time uh, doing so. And when I was 
preparing for the show, I noticed that a couple of days ago Mark had written an article in Ammo Land entitled, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, I Believe. And uh, I thought it would be good to bring Mark in and let's talk about this because Mark points out in this article very, very well how much we need to to start right now and band back together. We're, we're kind of falling things apart, letting things fall apart because we're going to sleep and we don't need to go to sleep on our rights and, and risk losing our rights because we weren't there to fight when it came time. So welcome, Mark. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? Hey, on that that dopey Georgia rep, if that's not proof positive that the Democrats are always trying to insert themselves into your everyday life, I don't know what is. Uh, me either. Like I said, it has nothing <laughs> to do with guns. It's, I just couldn't pass it up. It just... <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. Sometimes you, you cannot see that stuff make it up. You got to bring it up. That's correct. So let's discuss your article. You you uh, you put uh, very eloquently what I have been trying to say and, and trying to put across to people here this whole year. Right. So, well, you know the the piece is titled "Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep." But you pretty much you do so in 2018 at your own peril. And what I was trying to impart to to readers and to listeners and, and members of, of our organization, George Carey, and anybody else across the country, is that we relax at our own risk. And where I'm going with that is, you know, I, I, look, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it. After the bruising campaign and Trump's victory in, in November of 2016, I took it to the airwaves and said, look, you can relax now. Right. Take a break. You've earned it. For gosh sakes, you've earned it. But remember... Take that break between now and the inauguration. It's, it's okay to take a, a relaxer. You need right. it. But I'm telling you what, come January 21st, you better get off your duffs because the other side is not going to take a break. In fact, they're going to ramp up between now and the inauguration. That's correct. And they did. They did. And how did they do it? They did it with Michael Bloomberg. And, and I used in here an example of an email that I got. And I would encourage listeners right. to get on those email lists. Join the Moms Demand Action email list. Join the Every Town for Gun Safety Liars, Gun Grabbers, Prohibitionists email list. Go over to the Brady campaign. Sign up to get their emails. Look, the general who knows the most, this is Sun Tzu, the art of war. The general who knows the most about his enemy wins every battle on every war ever fought. You, you can't know what they're doing if you don't have an eye on them. So read the propaganda they're putting out. Right. Well, I get it, and I got this piece from the uh, governor-elect in, uh, in Georgia. Okay? Uh, in Virginia or I'm sorry, in Virginia, that, hey, I won this election because this is why I'm the governor, because of you. Right. Moms demand action, praising the anti-gunners right. for their effort in making him the governor. Now we can work towards gun safety, real gun safety reform right. in the state of Virginia. Well, VCDL is going to have something to say about that. Oh, yeah. But then I went down to Michael Bloomberg, and I wanted people to realize really what we're up against, all right? Michael Bloomberg's worth an estimated $47 billion. And, Jerry, I love that. You know when your net worth is estimated, mm -hmm. you're worth a lot. Yeah. So he's worth an estimated $47 billion. So I wanted to translate that into real numbers people can wrap their heads around. Michael Bloomberg can spend $3,219,178.08 every single day, 365 days a year, for the next 40 years. Provided he, he exhausted that $47 billion. Yeah, provided he doesn't make any more money in the meantime. Exactly, and this is not a zero-sum game, so he's going to. In other words, Michael Bloomberg will never, ever run out of that kind of money, ever. Mm -hmm. And he has pledged hundreds of millions of dollars right. to attack you and me and you, listener. That's correct. 
And you'd better realize that. Because if you sleep now and, and feel this, oh, we're safe because of Trump, I'm going to warn you right now, a Democrat's going to get elected in 2020. He's going to be anti-gun just like Virginia's is. And I can tell you one thing. You don't want that happening for one reason. Yes, Neil Gorsuch is on the Supreme Court, but another justice is going to leave. Another justice is going to die. And when that happens, if a Democrat appoints another one, we are right back to a Hillary Clinton White House. Oh, yeah. So it is imperative that we act and we continue to act right now. Lay me down to sleep? I don't think so. Yeah, I agree with you. And one of the things that, that uh, you need to, to understand, uh, we know for the most part we're uh, preaching to the choir here. We're People who are listening to this program are, are going to be on our side for the most part. And, and that's fine. But the reason that I'm trying to point this out to them is they need to start pointing this out to their friends. They need to start pointing this out to their family. They need to get everybody involved. The way we used to, the way we started off when, in Georgia Carey was sign up a new member. And that's how we, you know, if everybody signs up one member today, we double our membership overnight. And that worked for us for a long time. And now, um, with every organization that has anything to do with gun rights or hunting or any of those those type rights, uh, I'm, I'm to understand that those are all... Uh, losing membership it's it's they're they're losing the interest that we had built up in the past and we're down a little bit uh and, and we don't really don't need to go any further but we need to make sure that we keep hunting people we keep pushing people trying to get them to join our cause because we're going to need them because once this place here in georgia you know they keep saying the democrats it just changes i don't think they're changing as fast as they think it is but once those demographics change in Georgia, you better be ready to fight because you're going to be fighting. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we get really comfortable. Georgia's been a deep red state for many, many years. Alabama's deep red for many, many years. Let me mm-hmm. remind you something. Alabama's got a Democrat in the U.S. Senate. That's correct. That's a cancer. It's an infection, and it needs to be cut out. That's correct. Now, I don't believe, I, I, I really do believe this with all my heart, that that was simply because Moore was a bad candidate. Voters really were left with nothing at that stage of the game, and I think his victory was was predictable. Um, Bannon and everything else that that was a big problem, but yeah. those things can happen here too. Well, sure, good. they can they can happen right here in the state of Georgia, and, and we don't want that to ever happen. No. We and, know if and here's the deal: if we know it in advance and we don't treat it, then we're going to get right. Sick. Right, then it's, so, our, it's our fault. It's our it's problem. Our it's our fault. And, and look, these elections have consequences, and they any do. blue state Democrat will tell you that they have, con- they have consequences. Look what's happening in California right oh, yeah. now. This is an unbelievable, tyrannical yep. government. It, I, I have no idea. I cannot answer this question. Maybe you can. No. But tell me why the legislators who write illegal laws, laws that break and violate federal law, and governors who sign those illegal laws that violate federal why aren't they in prison? Well, why aren't they chained I, I can't up, tell you that. thrown in front of a court, charged with a crime, and bailed out, and they have to go to court like you and I would? Why does that happen? Why does that happen? I can't so, tell you, Mark. I, I ask the same questions. Why do we let those people get away with this? And it's obvious, because the progressives, that's the way they want it. They're not going to worry about anything else. It's, it's, well, and you've got a handful of states. You know where this is happening. You've got Colorado with their illegal, you know, mayor. I've been talking about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and Sessions now, just coincidentally, Sessions is out saying right. that they're changing the marijuana laws. Look, right. let me t- remind you that something else, too, that gun owners Quickly. need to understand. That 4473 form, all those legal pot smokers mm-hmm. are violating federal law every time they fill out a 4473. Yes, they are. And, and right? 
that will come to head probably before soon. We'll see one way or the other. We're running out of time here, Mark. We're right down to the last 45 seconds. I want to thank you for uh, joining me on short notice. Uh, we'll do we'll do another program here shortly. I, I, it's always fun to talk to you and, and listen to you and see what's going on. Want to remind everybody you can find your article at amoland dot com, and uh, it's entitled "Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep." It's a very good article. It's something we need to take uh, care of. We want to remind you that uh, the show is uh, GeorgiaCarry.org Radio Hour. You can go to our website www.georgiacarry.org. You can sign up. You can. Find out everything we've ever done. You can listen uh, to the uh, commercial-free podcast there. You can also listen here at uh, newstalk1160.com. And we will be back next week with another new program. And go dogs! Thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, hosted by Georgia Carry's Executive Director, Jerry Henry. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Join us each week for information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 only on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.